Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. And here's the queen herself, registered dietitian Heather Klug. Can you believe it? It's 2022, everyone. Oh my gosh. Crazy, right? It is. The focus this year on the Queen of Hearts podcast is a healthier you in 2022. Woohoo! Each month, we will highlight a main health topic to keep you healthy and nudge you more closely to optimal heart health. Stick around for today's topic, whether you're ready to swear off alcohol for the whole <laughs> month or you're just sober curious. We're kicking off January with mindful drinking. <laughs> this is an optimistic topic right yes. there. I'm Heather Clue. And I'm Bethany DeBrew Adams. And we're from the, the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac, Cardiac Awareness Center. Center. Well, I think this is a good topic to start off the year because just talking to some of the people I've seen come through the center. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have had their fair share of alcoholic <laughs> beverages over the past, you know, six weeks or so since Thanksgiving started. Yeah, yeah. Between the stressful, crazy past year and the holiday season. Right. right? And the craziness of Omicron. Right. I mean, all these things where we're normally taking in a little bit more alcohol, and then you add that on top of it. Mm-hmm. It may be a good time for a detox or a reset. Or maybe even just slowing down the booze drinking a little <laughs> bit, right? Yes. We've talked about alcohol many times over the past <laughs> two years, Bethany. Yeah, I, yeah we have. Yeah, we? things like harmful effects on your heart with more than moderate consumption. Mm-hmm. To the increased risk for breast cancer, especially for women, the increase in alcohol consumption throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, and the increase, especially for women during this time. And how alcohol is specifically being marketed to women to increase consumption even more. Yes. Beware, ladies. If you aren't sure what we're talking about, I'd highly recommend going back and listening to that episode. Mm -hmm. We'll link to it in the show notes. Today, we're going to discuss how to be more mindful with alcohol, okay. providing some practical tips, and see how well you do with our quiz on alcohol. Uh, dun-dun, <laughs> quiz, you know. I think I'll do okay on that because now that I'm where I am in my 40s, yes. I'm not really a big drinker anymore. <laughs> Had you asked me this in my 20s, 20s yeah, be a little bit different. right? Well, let's get into today's topic, mindful drinking. As many people are working on their New Year's resolutions, one of those may be to cut out alcohol, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. dry January or sober January. Janopause is another one that uh, some people have said, which is, that's kind of icky. That last one sounds way too much like menopause (laughs) for me. I think that's the point, (laughs) and yuck, but... If anyone wants to totally cut off the booze spigot for January, <laughs> they're welcome to do so. And yeah. in fact, my husband and I had a group of friends who always did that. And, oh, yeah. And we never did. I'm like, I don't drink enough that I feel the need to <laughs> declare You don't need January. to analyze your relationship with alcohol? Yeah, I don't think yeah. so. I okay. think it's probably like I had a couple cocktails on New Year's or something, and I don't need to abstain for You're not that waking long. up in strange places. And- not anymore. Like, how'd I get here? No. That was my 20s on occasion, you know. For some, 
Maybe they feel like doing that whole dry January is a good idea, but that isn't necessarily the goal of today's discussion. Our aim really is to have our listeners be more mindful of alcohol, or maybe even to be what the, what the hip kids are calling sober <laughs> curious these days. Yes. Well, knowing what counts as a drink, taking a look at why you drink alcohol, and how to drink more mindfully. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to go over right. today. As you know, Bethany, mm-hmm. I'm not an all or nothing gal. No, you're not. I like to live in the land of moderation <laughs> when it comes to most things she in life. She practices what she preaches. Except for TV watching. Yes. Um, but that also includes alcohol. Mm-hmm. I've certainly had my moments of drinking too much again in the 20s who Mm -hmm. hasn't but for the most part I drink alcohol sensibly yeah I think I'm there now yeah like you said like I said it's been a long long time since I've had you know a really rough night (laughs) so well that's good yeah so there are definitely some positives obviously to limiting alcohol since alcohol contains a lot of calories, Mm -hmm. which we talked about way back in our cheers to your heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cutting back may help some people lose weight Mm -hmm. or lose inches off of specifically their belly area. They don't call it a beer belly for nothing. Well, and that can help with some people's New Year's resolutions. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And some people say putting the brakes on alcohol gives them clearer skin. Hmm. Helps them think more clearly, which, you know. That one I can see. I can see. If your body's not, you know, working on breaking down all that alcohol, sure, you probably can think more clearly. And it also helps you sleep better, Mm. which that's something that I ascribe to. And it can save you money because alcohol isn't cheap. Yes. I mean, there's cheap stuff, but you know. There is. I think I read somewhere it was like people who did this dry January thing where they just really cut out alcohol for a mm-hmm. month. They like 71% of them saved money or something like that. So how much are you drinking? Well, I, it adds up, <laughs> right? Suppose, Even yeah. with the cheaper stuff. And I'd also like to add, you don't wake up with a hangover. Yes. For me, that's enough incentive to not overindulge on alcohol. Yeah. And hangovers seem to feel worse. The older you are, it's like that first hangover after the age of 30 that lasts like three days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. stinks. So true. Now, before we get any further, we should point out this episode is not for those who are addicted to alcohol. Right. If you or someone you love is addicted to alcohol and would like help, a great place to start is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. They have a free hotline. It's available 24-7. It's... We'll put this in the show notes too, but it's 1-800-662-HELP or 4357. Their services are confidential and they will connect you with resources in your community. Yes. Or if you prefer, go online uh, to their website. It's samhsa.gov and click the online treatment locator link. You put in your zip code and you can see all the different places that you can go to for help. Alcoholics Anonymous with their 12-step program is also a great resource as well as National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism. So again, we'll put all those things in our show notes. Now, today's episode is more about, hey, I enjoy alcohol, but would (laughs) like to drink it in a healthy, positive way. Right. There are people out there. Yes. So let's start with a quiz called, How Well Do You Know Alcohol? All right. Okay. So let's see how you do on this, Bethany. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. I wasn't prepared for a quiz today. And all of you listeners out there, too. So how many drinks per day are considered too much? 
Is it more than two for both men and women of all ages? More than two for men and more than one for women? C, more than one for everyone over the age of 65? Or D, more than three for men and two for women if it's beer and wine, two for men, one for women if drinking vodka, gin, and other spirits? What do you think? Well, I thought I had a confident answer until (laughs) I heard all the choices. So I'm going to say... B. It is B. Ding, ding, ding. Good job, Bethany. So it's more than two for men, more than one for women. Okay. That's considered too much. All right. Question number two. What counts as one standard drink? If you listen to our Cheers for Your Heart episode, we went Mm -hmm. through this. Is it A, one pint of beer? B, one typical glass of wine? C, one Manhattan? D, whatever size glass you own? (laughs) Or E, none of the above. Ooh, this is a tricky. This is, is a, a tricky, tricky one. Mm. You threw in that none of the above. You're sneaky. <laughs> I uh, okay. I'm gonna go out on a limb, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna say one pint of beer. No, Bethany. Oh, it's none of the above. <gasps> so, Stupid none of well, because a pint is sixteen ounces. It's close because twelve I ounces learn is my... a yeah. So for beer, okay, for everybody out there, one (laughs) standard drink is 12 ounces of beer. Okay. Or five ounces of wine. Which is not the size of a standard glass. So that's why when I put one typical glass, most people have big glasses. Okay. All right. And usually more gets poured in there than five ounces. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what that looks like, pour it out sometime (laughs) into a measuring cup and then pour it into the wine glass. And a Manhattan is going to have more than one shot of alcohol. Oh, yes. There's about two and a half shots, I want to say, in there. Okay. Depending on what bar you go to. Right. Wisconsin, it might be three or four. Yeah. (laughs) Depending on who's making the drink. And then obviously whatever size glass you own, yeah, you can't get out the big beer stein or the das boot, as I like to call it. It reminds me of a bar (laughs) when I was in college that had mug night and you'd bring your own mug. And then they had to put a limit on it because people were bringing Mm. in huge beer steins and yeah. yeah. So. Or buckets, maybe. Ooh, classy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to question number three. How many drinks per week make a woman a heavy drinker? Is it A, 8, B, 14, C, 18, or D, 21? Okay, my thought is if one, one per day, mm-hmm. it could be anything over seven. <laughs> Okay. But I'm going to say 14 because that's double the amount. And you're looking at me like I'm wrong. Well, that's what I picked too. I thought it was Is 14. It it's eight. eight. Yep. You were, I thought you were going to get it because you were on the right track. It's actually eight. So if you have more than one drink per day, you're a heavy you're drinker. You're considered a heavy drinker. Yep. Or if you have more than that in like a week, right? Okay. Okay. Question number four binge drinking is defined as A, chugging beer and or doing shots, B, consuming four or more drinks for women, or five for men within two hours, C, consuming two or more drinks for both men and women within about two hours, or D, having three different types of alcoholic beverages within one day. Okay, well, I would say that A and D would probably both qualify, but that's not the definition of binge drinking. I'm going to say... C, consuming two or more drinks 
for men and women within two hours. Oh, you're so close. It was B. It was B. <laughs> so this is bad. I am not doing well on this. Well, you're quiz. doing okay. <laughs> um, it's consuming four or more drinks for women, and then five for men within that two-hour time frame. Women okay. always have to be a little more right. careful, and we'll get into the reasons why with these next couple questions. Okay. Question number five: Tolerance for alcohol. A, it increases with age. B, decreases with age. C, depends on your genes. Or D, B and C, decreasing with age and depending on your genes. I don't know. Now my confidence is shaken. <laughs> I want to say that it's B and C. It is. You are correct. Woohoo! Right. You are correct. It does decrease <laughs> with age, and it does depend on genes. Some people just have more of that alcohol dehydrogenase that we're going to get into, and some of it has to do with our own brain chemistry, too. Like, some people just are more prone to addiction with alcohol and those kind of things. Okay. Okay? All right, question number six. Alcohol hits women harder than men. A, true, or B, false? I'm just speaking from my own experience, and I'm going to say true. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> and here's the reason why. So I just want to add this in here. So women, as a general rule, the way we are built, mm -hmm. we have less water in our bodies, okay. and we have more fat. Sure. Which is not a great combination with alcohol. Because okay. if you have more water content, it can help dilute the alcohol. Right. And unfortunately, having more fat means you're going to hold on to alcohol a little Why more not? so. Right? <laughs> so that's part of it. The next part's going to be with what we're talking about next. Okay, question seven. What is the relationship between alcohol and the liver? Is it A, the liver stores alcohol, so it is released slowly into the bloodstream? B, the liver helps remove alcohol from the blood. C, the liver helps transport alcohol to your brain. And D, the liver adds chemicals to the alcohol that create that drunk feeling. So what's the role of the liver? That's an excellent question. You've posed a very interesting question that I don't, I know I'm going to get this wrong. I'm going to say that it's A, that it stores alcohol so it slowly releases. Mm -mm. Dang it. Is it, B? is it B? <laughs> it's B. The liver helps remove alcohol from the blood. So it does this in a couple different ways. Mostly with the liver, or your liver is making an enzyme. It's called alcohol dehydrogenase. And that is going to help metabolize and break down the alcohol. Okay. So less is getting released into your bloodstream. Now, what's interesting here is that women tend to make less alcohol dehydrogenase it's not as functional in the liver either. Like it doesn't work as efficiently in women's livers for whatever reason. So okay. we don't have as much of it working to break down the alcohol. And then something new that's kind of interesting too, done through research at Duke. So your stomach also makes alcohol dehydrogenase and men make way more of it than women do. Of course For whatever they do. reason, their stomach makes it. And for women... Their stomachs hardly make any of it. So here men are drinking alcohol and their stomach is already helping them kind of metabolize that alcohol. It's breaking it down a little bit for them before it even gets to the liver to get broken down sure. more. And in women, that's not happening at all. Because life isn't fair. I know. So be <laughs> careful with alcohol, women. I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell you there. We're just set up to for our bodies to not handle alcohol as well. All right. Let's keep moving on. Question eight. For better sleep, a nightcap or two before bed, <laughs> A, helps you fall asleep faster, B, deepens your sleep, 
C makes you less likely to snore. D, all of the above. Okay, I hope I get this right. <laughs> you, yeah, you should. I'm going to say it's A, it helps you fall asleep yes. faster. Yes. Feels like it should be wrong, but there's a caveat here. Alcohol yes. does help you fall asleep. But. But. It does not help you stay asleep. Yes. Your quality of sleep will be poor. Yes. You'll Anybody snoring. who's ever passed out knows that feeling. Yeah. You're going to snore. You're going to wake up a lot. Yeah. It's not helpful. Okay. Question nine. So which drinks have the most calories? So is it a Mai Tai, a mudslide, a Long Island iced tea, <laughs> margaritas, or pina coladas? I'm going to say... It's a Mai Tai. <laughs> yeah. So but I was trying to figure out how to phrase this question, but really, like, all of these are very high in calories. calories. So all of these drinks are pretty much around 500 yeah. to up to maybe 650 calories for around, like, oh, the mudslide's really bad. Six ounces is, like, 550 calories. Ooh. They all have a lot of calories for a small portion. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. So be really careful with any drinks that have a lot of sugar in them mm-hmm. or cream, which yes, is what all of those drinks say, have. They all, well, margaritas and Long Islands and Mai Tais don't have cream. No. But they're very sugary. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Or anything where they're adding like several different types of, of hard liquor. Yep. Or anything blended typically. Yes. Yeah. There you go. And question 10, the last one, which drinks have the least calories in them? Okay. Rum and Diet Coke, vodka and soda water, hard seltzer, wine or champagne or wine spritzers or light beer? I'm going to say a vodka and soda water because soda water has no sugar in it. Yeah, which is interesting. It's kind of a little oxymoron there, isn't it? It sounds weird. Yeah, so the rum and Diet Coke, vodka and soda are the least. They only have like 65 calories if they use just like an ounce of the alcohol. And the other ones are pretty close. They're all like around 100 calories, maybe just a little bit more per serving though. Yes. So when you have several. So if you're looking for a way to cut back on calories, maybe go with one of those options where they use a diet soda or soda water, right? You're kind of cutting the alcohol with something that's very low in calories, basically. Okay. Well, that was interesting, informative, and slightly embarrassing. You can tell I did not hear those questions ahead of time. So hopefully everybody out there learned something new about alcohol because I know I did. Okay, good. So let's move on to tips for drinking alcohol more mindfully. Yes. So this is really important. Okay. All right. So one of the big tips, of course, with a lot of things we talk about is doing a little planning ahead. Right. Really thinking about it before you actually head into the bar or <laughs> walk into the party, right? Wisdom that comes with age, usually. Yes. Decide ahead of time how many drinks you'll have, mm-hmm. okay? Think about what you'll drink instead. So if you decide you're going to go somewhere and you're not going to have alcohol, what are your options? Right. Think about that. Otherwise, if you're put on the spot and you feel like you have to give an answer right away, then you're not prepared and right. then you may just go ahead and have your drink anyway, right? Yeah. So you could do things, certainly water, diet soda, unsweetened tea. There's non-alcoholic drinks. Some Mm -hmm. places have mocktails. Although be kind of careful with those two because they are high in calories if Mm -hmm. you're trying to keep weight in check. And then maybe think about even if you are drinking, what you'll have in between drinks. 
Okay. Like, let's say you decided, oh, I'm just going to stick to two drinks tonight. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'd want to space that out a little bit. Okay, I'll have one drink. Maybe I'll have some water in between. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm going to be here a while. And yeah. As well. Yeah. Right. It's just so you, you're making sure you're not going over your limit, but thinking about those things. And then another thing to, to plan for is how you're going to respond to people's comments. I think it's a little bit better. As you get older, there's a little bit less of the shaming. But if you're in a party atmosphere, yeah, people may be like, hey, come on, why don't you join me? Have yeah. a little fun. Gosh, They'll make all sorts of What? Loose. You're not drinking? Have some, <laughs> have some fun. Can I you mean, tell we've been through this before? <laughs> I mean, people will say all sorts of things, mm-hmm. right? And maybe even let people know, like, hey, I'm just trying to watch how much alcohol I'm taking in over right. January, you know? Like, you could do what you want, but I'm going to be careful with what I'm doing. Right. But don't try to, like, shame or pressure other people yeah. either because they're not going to want to hang around with you. <laughs> exactly. Be an adult here, folks. Yes, yes. All right, another thing you can do to be more mindful is mindfulness techniques before you head out to the bar or to the party. Right. So one option is you could do some deep breathing. You could maybe load a meditation app on your phone mm-hmm. and do that before you go inside. Really center yourself before you go inside. Like be in a nice good mindset before you go in there you know who are you going to meet what do you want to do think about how you'll talk and listen be present with others and really enjoy your drink more and we're going to talk about this in a moment and what that kind of really means a lot of this is about you know really visualize how you're going to be mindful with alcohol right it's a lot about what's going on in your brain yes yes Another option might be maybe enlist a non-drinking partner or a buddy. Right. Maybe ahead of time, talk about it with your friends and say, hey, anybody want to do this with me? Mm-hmm. Because if other people are doing it, you're going to be more likely to stick to yeah, it as well. It's never fun to be the only sober person oh, at a party. Yeah, We've all been there. That's not fun. <laughs> Because then everybody seems crazy and, and annoying. annoying. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Another option, I had to do this in my late 20s after a while. I'm so glad when a friend suggested this, but we decided we would socialize or do things together that didn't involve alcohol. It's amazing. There actually are <laughs> things that you can do as a grown-up. Like, hey, instead of a bar, why don't we go ice skating right. or sledding or tubing or... Have a game night. Right? Do a game night. Go do an escape room. Maybe go do a group cooking class together. Right. Something along those lines to get you away from alcohol. And then my last suggestion here is to keep a drinking diary for a few weeks to help you understand your own drinking pattern. Right. And then This can help pinpoint which areas to work on. And we also talked about that back in our podcast about alcohol being marketed to women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's different helpful tools and apps out there. One option for an app. There's an app for everything. There's an app for everything, but there's a Try Dry app that a lot of people like. You can log your alcohol intake, set goals to help cut down on alcohol. Okay. Yeah. Those are some excellent ideas. Now, Heather, you mentioned before how to enjoy your drink. So Mm -hmm. what do you mean by that? Other than just pounding that sucker down. (laughs) Right? Well, sometimes when socializing with others, we aren't really paying attention to how the drink tastes. Mm -hmm. Or we're not paying attention to how quickly we're drinking it. Like you said, we're just kind of pounding (laughs) it. We're drinking. And if we're talking to people, we're thinking about what we're going to say next in the conversation. And we're doing that at the same time that we're drinking, either out of habit or sometimes people do it for social anxiety or other kind of reasons. they might be drinking for as well. Right. 
we're maybe thinking about the next drink and we speed up the pace of the current drink. We're looking <laughs> around. Is everybody else getting close to finishing, right? Mm-hmm. If other people are close to another round, you might just drink your drink really quickly. Mm-hmm. So here are some mindfulness tips when drinking alcohol. Okay. Okay. And this may sound a little strange at first to do. And it's kind of similar to food, okay, if you've ever heard these kind of things. But be fully present with your drink. And this does take lots of practice. Yes. Okay? So when that drink gets served to you or brought to you, pick up your drink, feel the drink. How does the glass feel? Is it smooth? Does it have weight? Notice the shape of the glass. Mm -hmm. Is it hot or cold? The color and viscosity of the liquid in the glass. You know, note all these different things. Right. Next, smell the drink. Think about how it smells. It smells like alcohol. <laughs> kind of like how they teach you to do with wine, right? Right. Like you swirl it and you smell you it. You can even and... be obnoxious and talk about the bouquet that you're drinking. Well, no, maybe don't be obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> Next, you take a sip mm-hmm. and you just kind of savor your drink. Mm-hmm. Think about how it feels, how it tastes, what memories or, you know, sensations it evokes. I know, this all seems really weird. I'm just picturing you and I, like, <laughs> sitting there sometime having drinks and we'll be like, hmm, ooh, this smells so good. Mm. I know, it sounds woo-woo, <laughs> but the whole thing is to just get you I to, understand. it gets you to slow down yeah. and just kind of be a little more present in the moment. Right. And then another tip is to just be fully present in the conversation. If you're with somebody and you're having a drink, I mean, really listen to what the other person is saying. Mm -hmm. Again, not thinking about what you're going to say when they're talking or when they're done talking. You're really listening. And you may find that you don't need to be drinking that whole time if you're really listening to what they're saying, right? And then just continue to sip your drink mindfully until it's gone. It's a good way to pace yourself mm-hmm. rather than just right. mindlessly drinking it and then it's gone and then you get another one right away. And if there's a table there, it's kind of like putting your fork down in between bites. Mm-hmm. Set your drink down, yes. then that's, pick it up. That's another good idea. And remind yourself that you don't need to join in every time other people are drinking. It's hard for right? people. It's hard sometimes, yeah. but... Do what's best for you and pace yourself. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you for starting off 2022 with us. Whether you're looking to cut off the flow of alcohol completely (laughs) for the month of January or you just want to cut back, we hope the tips we provided today help you, our lovely listeners, develop a positive relationship with alcohol and help you to just be a more mindful drinker Mm -hmm. in general. Next week's topic is going to be on the importance of getting vaccinations for your heart. Mm -hmm. And later this month, we're going to be talking about the upcoming food trends for 2022 and details for Go Red and Heart Month, which we're really excited to talk about. Yes. So as always, if you haven't done so, please subscribe to the Queen of Hearts podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can also find the Queen of Hearts podcast on the Karen Yant Center YouTube channel, along with awesome cooking videos and other heart-healthy content. Mm -hmm. And if you like what you hear, uh, tell your family and friends. Yes, Share us on your social media. Get the word out. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening today, everyone. And as we always say, be be the the ruler ruler of your your own heart. heart. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Queen of Hearts podcast. 
Our podcast is recorded here at the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center inside Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For more heart-healthy tips, info, recipes, and more, visit our website at www.karenyancecenter.org, like us on Facebook at Karen Yance Center, and follow us on Pinterest. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our show and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, ladies, be ruler of your own heart.